What is up, everybody? Welcome to Unplugged with Tyler Winters and John Pierman. I'm Tyler Winters. John Pierman is right over there. You can't see him if you're listening to the podcast, well, no. but but trust me, he's here. Yeah, um, definitely here. Yeah, we have a killer show, as usual, for you. I guess some of the things we should talk about, because this week we had the Grammys. We won't go into like a lot of detail about the Grammys, but there is some oh, why stuff. Not? I was ready to. Well, we'll see how it goes. I had okay. I have some thoughts on some things. Um, I took notes and everything. John, I don't know. This was kind of a late addition to the document that I send out for us about news that we'll share. Kanye West is in the news, and it's in reference to Ozzy Osbourne. So we're, we're going to talk about that. Talking heads, John, they keep coming up uh, on this podcast. So they came up on last week's episode. They came up during an interview we had with John Dwyer of OCs, mm-hmm. which I will be releasing that episode very soon. But they were in the news this week. I want to get your thoughts on something. And then some of the greatest news that you guys have to stick around to the end for. Something about Mark McGrath from Sugar Ray and Kid Rock. Trust me, just just stick around. But yeah, John, so let's just go ahead and dive in. But before we get to all that, I need to mention that for as little as $3 a month, which is less than the cost of your morning coffee, you can help us continue creating great scene-related content without the need for us to rely on ads that can distract you from your listening experience. By supporting us, not only would you be expressing your appreciation for us, but you're also letting us know that we're doing something right. And who knows, you might even get a shout out in a future episode to thank you for being so awesome. So if this sounds like something you'd be interested in doing, please click the support the show link in the show notes. And if you're unable to contribute financially, that's absolutely okay. Simply leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify can still show your support. Positive reviews and word of mouth are so crucial for us and this show as we try to reach more people just like you. So please consider taking a few moments to give us a glowing review. It really would mean the world to us, and we'd love you forever. So let's start with the Grammys, okay? The Grammys was the talk of the town pretty much for Taylor Swift because Taylor Swift broke a Grammys record for most album of the year Grammys with her Midnight's win, and Mm -hmm. she also announced her new album, the Tortured Poets Department, which I think comes out sometime, uh, was it in like April or something? I think she said April, yeah. April, yeah, okay. I remember. So that's huge. Um, Taylor big Swift, news. Immediately big news. Immediate. She just keeps releasing, I mean, she's releasing old new music or uh-huh. new old music, whatever. Yeah, that's the theory that uh, Reputation will be redone this year also, I think, it, is the next one down the line. A, but. It's just crazy. She's going to be... Uh, she's like the focal point of the whole music industry and she's mm-hmm. going to continue to be because every one, everybody loves her. Also, she's going to be, well, I don't know that everybody does, but well, there's a good majority of the world that a loves vast her. majority. Yes. She's very well loved. I mean, and she's even got the attention of super bowl fans and NFL fans and whatnot. So that's going to be gone this weekend. Yeah. They've calculated how much money she's made the NFL just by, being around oh i know that i think i saw that they've had the biggest ratings they've ever had yeah i mean across the board but uh i mean she's also you know increasing when she's around but i mean overall their their ratings have been increasing also yeah yeah and i mean that is good for the sport too um even though you know more than half of those people are tuning in just to see taylor swift uh, grace the screen but you might get a few extra fans out of it you know 
uh, you know, here and there. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So it is good for the sport, uh, even though it may be annoying to some of those diehard NFL fans. But yeah, big news for Taylor Swift. I think, did I hear that Jay-Z was a little uh, upset with Beyonce not getting any album of the year? Yeah, when he was accepting his, uh, I guess it was like a career award. Yeah, I mean. He made note of that. Well, that she has the most Grammy wins without winning an album of the year kind of thing. Yeah. One, I uh, have, in reference to both of them, I think, because like, he also yeah. stated, you know, I have a bunch of Grammy wins and don't have album of the year or whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think it's funny that he's he's complaining about something like that. It's like, just be grateful for all the Grammy wins you've had. Like, what? And also, Beyonce, you probably would win if you don't release an album when Taylor Swift releases an album. Mm, I mean, strategic. Yeah, I mean, you got to be a little bit more strategic with that. So, well, I don't think she's only lost to Taylor Swift. So, I know. But assuming she had an album this year, I'm guessing, um, she definitely lost out to Taylor Swift. I don't know who the no, I think were. I think there's uh, uh, an element of uh, feeling that there's some prejudice. Uh, and I'm sure... From the industry, yeah. so... There very well could be. I'm not going to say there is or isn't, but there very well could be. Uh, I would say there's a bigger chance that there is than there isn't um but you know at the same time even if you are saying that there is prejudice or people think that there is prejudice she still you know has the most grammy wins overall so sure how much how much prejudice could there be yeah Um, yeah i'm surprised kanye didn't storm the stage yeah right (laughs) and agree i Uh, agree but also what was awesome uh, about the Grammys this year is Paramore. They became the first female-fronted band to win Best Rock Album for their This Is Why uh, album. Mm. That is just bananas to me, that there hasn't been a female-fronted band to win Best Rock Album. That's just crazy. Yeah, the only one I could that like pops up that may have done it before would be like Evanescence is like one that, like, oh, maybe well, they won it back then. I think they, they got had a big record, but I think they got best new rock band or something. Oh, okay, or, or best no, new artist, just maybe. best new artist. That was it. Yeah, yeah, because I remember the, actually. Yeah, because there was something where uh, Fifty Cent he was also nominated, and he didn't. He obviously didn't win because Evanescence beat him out. And I guess he kind of he didn't storm the stage, but he kind of walked pat walked onto the stage and walked off. So I don't know if he said anything to. Is it Amy Lee? Is that her name? Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't know if he said anything to her or what, but uh, he made himself known. And I think he was a little salty for not winning because I'm sure a lot of people thought he would would have won because I remember when 50 Cent came out. I mean, he was all over MTV. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, he was huge. What else? Paramore also won a Grammy for Best Alternative Music Performance for, I believe it was for This Is Why. And that actually brings their total number of Grammy Awards to three. So that's that's pretty rocking. That's awesome. So they're not on the, the list we're going to go over later. No. Because uh, they have one. Well, that also, John, might be a bonus episode. So Never mind. Okay, don't. Yeah. Redacted. <laughs> no, that's a tease for. Yeah, no tease. That's, that's a tease. I'm tweaking the nipples of the audience. <laughs> Uh, Metallica also won a uh, best metal performance, uh, for a song. I don't have it written down here. Uh, and for what it's worth, Lainey Wilson won best country album. Boy Genius won best alternative music album for the record. And we talked about that, uh, album when it came out. So very cool. They're also going on hiatus, right? 
That was the announcement, yeah. That the which isn't uh, it didn't come as a surprise to me, just because of you know the the elements of the band. They're all three solo artists, and yeah, they've been toured for a year. You know, it's time for them to to kind of disperse and yeah, create on their own, and then they'll come back again later. I would think. I, yeah, I can't imagine that they won't come back together again after the success. So right, I imagine what's going to happen is they're going to take a break now, so they could focus on their solo careers, like you said. I guarantee, probably all three of them are going to have new albums come out this year. So then they're going to tour those for a year, probably. And I bet boy genius will be back in a couple of years, get an album. Then that's my guess. Yeah. That's how, shocking. that's how I'm planning it out. Another thing to note, cause we've talked about her a couple times on here, Paris Jackson. She kind of teased some new music is coming sometime this year when she was on the Grammys red carpet or whatever she was being interviewed. So I think that that is notable. I really like what she puts out. Mm-hmm. I think, we had mentioned, John, that especially when we're talking about female artists in the scene or whatever, they seem to all, not all, but there seems to be a good majority of them that are leaning more towards the grunge type sound. Like I I get these 90s grunge vibes from some of these female artists. And Paris Jackson was one of the first ones that I came across that was kind of doing this. And kind of made you feel like you're listening to the grunge of the 90s. And so I'm excited to see what she releases. Um, yeah, I feel like Demi Lovato kind of made that turn at yeah. some point, too. Yeah. yeah. And there was somebody else recently I feel like we talked about. I can't, I can't, can't put my finger on it I right mean, now, Olivia Rodrigo is kind of sure. that, of that vein. Yeah, um, it, and I don't know why. I only see it with the women. And I hope they keep trending that way because they're doing a great job. Women sure. overall. One other thing that I want to mention that happened at the Grammys, Coyle Ray. She's a pop, hip-hop artist right now. She's actually one of my favorites uh, when it comes to those that genre or whatever. I guess she was doing an interview, and she had mentioned that she wanted to collab with a country artist. And I think that that's interesting, you know? Rap artists getting involved with country. Country music, I, you got to tip your cap to them because mm-hmm. it seems like it's like an open door to anybody who wants to come in and play with them, you know? So you you, saw the Tracy Chapman uh, performance at the Grammys. Yep. Some crossover there. Yep. Some crossover there. But then you've had Nelly uh, with Florida Georgia line. You've had, if you want to go before that, Florida Georgia line brought rock back to country. Well, not maybe back, but kind of brought that rock vibe to country Mm -hmm. music and country music's just kind of always, changing there's if there's a little bit of something for everybody in country music to me there's a huge element of like early 2000s like hip-hop to country now yeah just in the way it's absolutely written absolutely i totally totally agree but i want to bring this up that she's interested in doing this because since i forget when i said this 2019 i've been calling the pop punk comeback i'm going to go ahead and call it right now that pop punk is done i think it's reached its peak you're calling it off. I'm calling it off because, and this is why, I I really don't feel like pop punk or any artists in the pop punk genre, I don't want to say any, but the majority of them don't do anything to gain attention from any other outside genre fans, right? You had state champs get with a country artist on their Kings of the New Age album. They had, uh, God, what's the name of the song? Talked about it a bunch. Um, hold on. Oh, good. I have it right here. Uh, act like that. They teamed up with country star 
Mitchell Tenpenny on that one. And it was a great song. So good. I don't know. The label did not push that song. I don't think State Champs pushed that song. I don't know if Mitchell Tenpenny pushed that song. But damn it, it's one of the best songs on that album. And had they pushed it, I feel like it could have gotten radio play. It could have gotten radio play on country radio. Country radio plays that. It's going to get the attention of country music fans who may have liked pop punk in the past, who might just like that sound, and then they dive into State Champs. And State Champs is one of the best pop punk bands there is. Mm -hmm. Um, They do it right. They don't have like an annoying sound. I feel like they cater to... I would say the majority, I keep saying majority a lot on this, on this episode, but I feel like the majority of pop punk fans love state champs. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they have a sound that can cater to pretty much anybody who may be interested or attracted to a rock sound, a pop rock sound. Um, so what I'm saying is, is I don't think pop punk does enough. I don't think the artists do enough on collabs. Yeah, they collab with each other. Yeah. That's okay. But do something different. Like yeah, I don't think out. they're they're advancing the genre at all. It's just not at of, all. Not at all. And I think you know, that samey. And I'm to be honest, I'm kind of like a little bit over it. I don't know. You just pop punk needs to do more. It's kind of becoming like you said, samey. It's becoming. I don't. I, it's it's kind of boring right now. So I think pop punk had a good run. It really mm-hmm. did. I still think it's. Uh, I, I do think it's reached its peak. I don't think we're going to see a huge revival like we like we were predicting. Um, no, I, I mean I thought the the Blake album would kind of create yeah. a, a little bit of uh, a buzz around the genre, but yeah, uh, I'm beyond you know just Blake. It hasn't really done. No, that. nope. And if I if I'm going to blame, you got to put blame somewhere, and I don't think it's necessarily the artist's fault, even though I don't think they're they're reaching out and doing what they need to do like collab wise. But I think that really falls on the labels. You know, they're the ones that need to be pushing the artists to do those things. They actually need to be seeing that. And Mm -hmm. if I see it, I feel like they should be seeing it. So yeah, I just feel like, I mean, it's time for you to get into management. That's, that's the, that's the only, the only way. Yeah. But yeah. Well, I think what I need to do is work for a label that actually has some pull. Like I say, you go and you just quit your job on Monday. You think so? It. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Don't even test the water. Just no, quit. I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. All right. Um, uh, might want to strike that just in case. <laughs> well, I, I do want to put it down right now, John. February 9th at uh, 8.38 p.m. Central Time. Uh, we are calling it Pop Punk Has Peaked. And it just is what it is. All right? It didn't peak at this moment. It just has peaked. It has peaked no at peaking. some point. A few months ago, probably when Blink released their album. Maybe, maybe. There was a lot of excitement, but it was a lot of Blink excitement. I don't know if it was pop punk excitement. All right, so that was the Grammys, guys, and that was our spiel on uh, pop punk, I guess. The current state of pop punk. All right, also, again, like I said, late addition to the news today, uh, Loudwire has a post up called Ozzy Blast Anti-Semit Kanye West for Unauthorized Sample. So, dude, get this. Loudwire writes, Ozzy Osbourne has condemned Kanye West for using a sample of war pigs without his permission, saying he wants no association with the rapper. 
According to a social media post made by Osborne, West had requested his permission to use a section of a 1983 live version of War Pigs, which he denied. He went on to claim that West used the sample anyway at his album release party in Chicago on Thursday night. The album, a collaboration between West and Ty Dolla Sign, is titled Vultures and was scheduled to be released on February 9th. Uh, in his post, Osborne described West as an anti-Semite and a person who was who has caused untold heartache to many. Let's see. I feel like Sharon Osborne said something too. Basically, I think they ended up sending him a cease and desist letter. Um, I, I I just don't understand what the point of asking permission if you're gonna do it anyway, right? Yeah. So it's it's almost like <laughs> Kanye was like, "I'm not asking." I'm telling you, I don't know. This Kanye West is is a mess of a person anyway. Um, I thought I read something where there are venues that will not book him. So I don't know how he's going to be. Yeah, I don't know how he's going to be making any money besides from like streaming and all that uh, anytime soon. Unless he's going to end up doing like surprise guest spots uh, for some of his buddies on some of their tours or whatnot. But yeah, I think I even know. Bill Maher like poo pooed him. Yeah, I mean, mental health is a big deal, but clearly something is off with that guy. So Off the proverbial deep end. Yes, absolutely. But, it would uh, appear. I thought that was interesting. I don't know what song uh, Kanye uh, sampled. Didn't you say I, it was War Pigs? No, I know what he sampled. I just don't know what oh. the name of the song is that he Oh, that it's uh, yeah, incorporated released, so. into. But yeah, I, I would Sorry, assume. I didn't mean to yell. No, it's fine. I, don't, I would assume that uh, Ozzy is going to be due some money here. But yeah, that's a shame. I don't know. That, that's a shame. Because if you really don't want, like, yeah, Ozzy's going to get paid for this. But I don't know that there's any, like, laws or rules that say Kanye has to take it down, you know? So that that really kind of sucks. I mean, if he pays for it, I mean, that's fine. But Right. But if, you know, having your, you create a song that you're proud of or whatever, and then some Nazi wants to write a song and uses your your song as a sample, I mean, that's still not going to sit right with you, right? I mean, even though you're going to get paid for the use of that song or that use of that sample. Yeah, I mean, as long as he has ownership of the the rights, he could probably say no, I think. He could say no, but can they take it down? Cause, or will they take it down? Yeah, I think he could. Okay, I hope so. I don't see I any reason so. why he couldn't. I would hope so, but it's just like you hear of all, all these samples being used and... I don't know that I've ever heard of one that's like, no, it has to come down, even though it's been released already. I mean, most of the time they're just forced to pay. Yeah. 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 I mean, this one's a little different too. I mean. Pay royalties. Yeah. Another thing, I wanted to bring this up because I know you're a big fan. Talking Heads, man. They mm-hmm. were in the uh, mm-hmm. in the news this week. Another report from Loudwire. Apparently they turned down $80 million to reunite at a few festivals coming up in 2024. I think one was Coachella. Oh, according to Billboard, concert giant Live Nation told the Talking Heads it was willing to pay the band $80 million to headline six to eight festival gigs and headlining slots. That's crazy. John, I'm not even sure why they broke up in the first place, but I'm guessing uh, there's some bad blood. differences. Yeah. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of uh, infighting. They didn't tour after the film. Uh, Stop Making Sense, which was in 83, I think. Okay. So they were a band from 83 to 91 or th- thereabouts without touring. Okay. 
So they were strictly just a studio band for that long. So, I mean, there was problems then. Gotcha. Um, and they're just, you know, continue. Um, they still have, they were able to, you know, like sit in rooms and do interviews about um, the re-release of Stop Making Sense. Um, uh-huh. So they made that much headway. But uh, even when they kind of talk about the idea during the interviews of them playing there, you can just tell it's not not going to happen. That's crazy. So, he- so the last time they actually played was uh, at their Hall of Fame induction. 2002 yeah that's nuts i I don't foresee them playing together again no that's fine well i mean if they turn down 80 million dollars yeah i don't i don't think there's a chance they're ever gonna play together i just don't think they have the urge to like they don't feel like they have anything to prove by playing so i mean but doesn't doesn't everybody have their price 80 million dollars i think it's uh i think you know it's not not to say that all of them turned it down, you know. Sure, that's just, true. It only takes one of them to turn it down, really. That's true. That's very, very true. I just thought that that was nuts. Just yeah, nuts. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money to turn down. And I don't really see the Talking Heads as like one of the like greatest bands of all time. I know. Oh, you're wrong. I know. I know. <laughs> I know you think otherwise, but like, eighty million was a shocker to me, and the, yeah. the fact that they turned it down is wild. Yeah, I mean, people would have to really annoy me for for me to turn down eighty million dollars to like stand on stage with them. Yeah, I mean, uh, what do you have to do? You have to get together, right? You're gonna have to rehearse. You figure, you figure you're gonna do this over a year. Mm-hmm. You can work with somebody for a year for a couple hours. I could a be day. up there with three people flinging, flinging their shit at me for eighty million. <laughs> I mean, right. I take it. Yeah, me too. Well, me I mean, too. if I'm. You know, you split that up four ways. It's only twenty million, but you know, still. And then you got to pay. You got to pay people and all all that other yeah, stuff. But yeah, maybe they ran the numbers and it just wasn't good enough. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, David Byrne is still active, and uh, I think he just likes doing whatever he wants. And, yeah, you know, when and, you're in a band, you don't get to quite do whatever you want. So. Yeah, and I, you know, maybe they were smart with their money way back when, and maybe they have lots and lots of it. So maybe eighty million, twenty million a person isn't that big of a deal to them. You know, maybe he just doesn't want the uh, he doesn't want them to have the money or something. I don't yeah, know. maybe it's hard to say. <laughs> Who knows? We don't know He's what happened. Eccentric fella, so yeah. it's hard to say. Yeah. All right, John. This one we can round out the episode with this. Oh no, because this is great. This is great, and I know you've wondered this your whole life. Um, I'm just glad. Consequence of Sound wrote an article on this. It's titled Mark McGrath. He says, Kid Rock absolutely did get more ass than Mark McGrath. All right. Yeah, Consequence writes, Mark McGrath himself has confirmed Kid Rock's long-held claim that he got more ass than Mark McGrath. The assertion was made on the title track of Kid Rock's 2001 album, Cocky. And 20-plus years later, the Sugar Ray singer attests that it's absolutely true. Uh, So I guess the lyrics were, "Got, got more money than Matchbox 20, get more ass than Mark McGrath. What a poet. Uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, where did Voice this... of a generation. <laughs> so it says, on Monday, January 29th, the music outlet Rockfeed posed the question, did Kid Rock actually get more ass than Mark McGrath? Uh, not too long after, the Sugar Ray frontman chimed in, I'm going to have to confirm that he absolutely did, an extra points for rhyming ass with Mark McGrath. Hope that clears up any confusion, he says. So that's funny. Um, I feel like... Oh, yeah. So the article goes on to it brings up a 2014 story where McGrath told 
country 92.5 he says i have so many stories about kid rock we just did the kid rock cruise a couple months ago and he had us on there i'm like oh it's been a few years i'm sure he's calmed down in the partying and blah 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 i go up to his suite and there's five strippers falling out of the door he's in there serenading everybody with his guitar i <coughs> i go bob, wonder they're falling out of the door yeah <laughs> i go bob i love you man you'll never change so there you go. Uh, I know you've always wondered that. I know our listeners have always wondered that. So I, I had to bring it up. I had to mention it. But what about quality of ass? I mean, is Mark McGrath's quality of ass gotten you know higher than Kid Rock? I I, I would say yes. Right. That has to be true. Uh, Mark McGrath looks pretty good. Uh, Kid Rock looks about kind of short same. though. Mark McGrath? Yeah, I seems like he's so. about like five four. No, I think he's tall, dude. I'm going to look really? it up right now. Mark McGrath's tall. Are you going to uh, just randomly going to find his height? Well, you could find anything online. Uh, yeah, yeah, gonna, he's 6'1". Ass count? John, he's 6'1". That's a false Don't you remember falsity. him being on Jeopardy years ago? He was taller yeah, than the contestants on the on box. There. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> no, no. He's a tall he's, dude. Yeah, well, I mean, 6'1's not that tall. I mean, he's it's taller, taller than, than us. Him, but, yeah, yeah. So if you're saying he's short, then... Damn it. Yeah. Are they exactly. counting all the hair? I mean, because he wears that shit high. Um, I think the they tips were. tips are frosted high. We'll, we'll say yes, that they were. Okay, so let's say he's 5'11". Okay. And on a good day, 6'1"? Not short. Average height, or a little bit taller. So all I right. was wrong. I'm sorry. All right. Um, he's not short. He didn't get that much ass. He's Which the best. is crazy. Which is absolutely crazy. Because he was a good-looking dude back I feel in the, like he was on every year of uh, MTV Spring Break, like, you know. That, and I'm sure genre. he was So was on, Kid Rock, though. He was probably on more magazine covers than Kid Rock. Mm-hmm. You know, looking good and out in the open eye where the ladies could see I him. mean, he's definitely more handsome. Absolutely. Hands down. I sounded a little too excited. Jesus. <laughs> where, are the, where are the hands going? <laughs> Anyways, we should probably move on. Getting uh-huh. a little, little hot. Uh, anyways, feel these um, nipples. So, John, I guess we'll close this one out so we can record the bonus episode for that I the spoiled, next episode. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, guys. Thanks for uh, tuning in. Uh, this was Unplugged with Tyler Winters and John Pierman. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. This was actually our first show as Unplugged with Tyler Winters and John Pierman. Uh, just Tyler Winters and John Pierman because last week we had we had a guest. So, uh, guys, also if you could. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and or on Spotify. Five-star reviews go a long way. It helps people like you find podcasts like ours. Like us. And we really want to get into the ears of more people just like you. So if you Hands could, down. rate and review, five stars, and please help spread the word because podcasts, podcast discovery is best when people are spreading the word by word of mouth. So if you spread could, it. let everybody know. We love you. Guys, thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week. Peace. Well, I guess in a couple days because we got to record this bonus episode. You know it. All right. Peace, guys. Love you.